Good morning to you all out there. This is Romford Baptist Church, morning service. I want to welcome you as you join us this morning. My name is Jude Faumi. I shall be leading the service while Pastor John will be bringing the word of God to us later on in this service. I want to encourage us to concentrate and not get distracted. Um, the tendency for us to want to be multitasking is there because we are not within the church building. But I want us, I'm encouraging us to please concentrate as we worship the Lord together. This morning I shall be reading from Psalms 33, 1 to 9, and 18 to 22 for our call to worship, Psalm 33, 1 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together, as a heap, he lays all the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. I go to verse 18 now. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Just as we hope in you. So we sing together our first song, Great is the Lord and most worthy. Who shields, who provides. And therefore we take the next song, The Good. Let us pray together. Our Lord and our Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you because you're a good father to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for coming after us even when we go astray. Thank you for daily loading us with benefits. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for being able to worship you. Thank you for science and technology. Thank you for the various gifts you have given unto us. We really appreciate you, Lord. The scripture says, if we say we knew not sin, we call you a liar and there is no truth in us. But if we confess our sins, you are righteous and just to forgive us all the righteousness. Therefore, we come this morning pleading, asking for mercy. Where we have gone against your will. Where we have not put you first. And Lord, we ask as we come together, this morning in worship that you will bless our coming together 
He will bless and worship. You will be with us that we will be able to worship you in truth and in spirit. The Lord, as we lift up your name this morning, you will draw all men unto yourself. We know you are glorious. We worship you, Father, as we crown you with many crowns. Morning, everybody. You should have by now received um, your notice sheet. If you're new to the church and you've not been receiving it, please do contact the church office. The details are on the church website and we can get an email to you or um, if you need it um, via post, we can do that for you as well. Join us this evening at 6 p.m. while we'll be looking at the Bible series part six of the series that we've been studying so far this year. And this Wednesday at 7.45 via Zoom, we'll be looking at that series further within our small group. So please do join us if you'd like to. And the prayer meeting meets this Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Zoom, and that's for anybody to join. You'll see that on the notice sheet, we are starting to look at um, reopening the church buildings. So uh, we're looking for different areas of help. You'll see that the worship group are wanting to have, have new musicians. Um, even though we haven't got music yet in the building, they are actually meeting um, every week via Zoom. So please do contact the church office if that's something you're interested in. One of the things we are looking for is that we are looking for stewards. Um, to have the church open um, safely, we need a minimum of seven stewards um, every week. And ideally, we'd like it so that it's not the same people every week as it was when we were open in the autumn. So if you would like to um, please volunteer to be a steward, please do contact the church office. Everything is done in a COVID safe way, social distancing. Um, we've got done a risk assessment, so you will be safe. So if you would like to volunteer, please do contact us. You would have seen the last couple of weeks we've been looking for um, some CMA um, volunteers for our um, debt centre that we're going to be setting up. Um, if you want to find out more about that, contact Alison. She'd love to have a chat with you, even if you just want to find out more about it and what the commitments are and things like that. Um, as we've said before, you don't have to be um, brilliant at maths or finance. You just need to have a heart and a passion to help people. And uh, particularly at the moment, Debt is an area where people in the local community are really suffering at the moment. So we really want to um, be practical in the way that we can provide support to the community. All of the youth and children's activities are on here. Um, one of the things I will flag up because it's different from what normally happens. This Tuesday, they've got a pancake party on Zoom um, for Pancake Day. So if you would like to take part in that, please do um, join. It's from 2 till 3 in the afternoon during half term. All the details are on the notice sheet to join via Zoom. Um, have a great time eating and decorating pancakes. Thank you very much. Hello? Yeah. Are you one of those who believe everything you read on social media? Pastor Ian is here. <clears throat> Good morning. Everybody else is smaller than me today, obviously. <laughs> um, a man uh, got stuck in a flood. And he ended up having to climb to the roof of his house. And he prayed the prayer, Lord, rescue me. Along came a boat with some fire crew on it. And they invited him into the bump. He said, no, I've asked God to rescue me. He will rescue me. Later, along came a helicopter. And they winched down to pull him up off the roof. And he said, no, I've prayed for God to rescue me. He will rescue me. And ultimately, he drowned. When he got to the pearly gates, he said to Peter, why did I die? I prayed for God to rescue me, and he didn't. And Peter said, well, he sent you a boat, and he sent you a helicopter. What more do you want? We've spent the last year 
as Christians throughout the world, praying for a way out of this pandemic. And I believe God's given us one in the form of a vaccine. But I keep hearing people saying, I will not take the vaccine because I read on the internet this or this. Let me tell you quite bluntly, it is not the sign of the beast. People said that about all sorts of things throughout the millennia. You're not bowing the knee to Satan. You are taking a God-given gift for your freedom. It's not putting a chip in you to be able to be traced. Your phone can trace you wherever you go already. If you use a phone, it can tell you exactly where you are. I get a monthly update telling me where I've been, not very far recently. It tells you what you've bought in the shops because you've got a Tesco reward card. It's not tracing you. The vaccine will not trace you. It will not put a, vac a chip in you. Don't believe what you read on the internet. And there are many other equally unwise things to believe as you trawl the internet. I want to ask you a question this morning. Do you trust God? The text that Jan's going to be preaching from in a while is, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do you say your God is not big enough to protect you from anything that a vaccine might give you? God has used scientists, many of them Christians, to create something that will protect us from this virus. Let's use it. And I want to just conclude this by letting you hear, not just from me, but from many really great church leaders across this country, as we are saying, if you love your neighbor, you will get the vaccine to protect your neighbor, to protect your friends, to protect your relatives. I don't apologize for being quite blunt, because as your pastor, I want to say, I believe that you should get the vaccine. You should do it to protect your family, to protect all those who you love. And it's a sign of love. Let's go for it, friends. Hear these words from other church leaders as well. COVID has turned our world upside down and taken far too many of our loved ones far too soon. In the UK alone, more than 100,000 people have died. Infections and deaths have affected all of our church families and every family in the United Kingdom. COVID has exploited and increased the existing inequalities in our society. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be people of hope. And while our churches may look different, there is one thing we all are agreed upon. We have to do everything in our power to give hope and stop COVID. One thing we can all do is ensure that we take the vaccine when we are offered it. This is one of the best and fastest routes out of this terrible pandemic. By taking the vaccine, we hasten the day that we can all be together again. We understand that some have fears and anxieties. These vaccines are new, so I suppose it's understandable that some people have some nervousness and some caution about it. We need to reassure them that the vaccine is safe and effective. The vaccines have been robustly tested by some of the world's best scientists. By doing your research, by getting credible information, we can beat this together. Speak to a healthcare professional, like your GP or your pharmacist. They will give you the facts and share the evidence about the vaccines. Don't let misinformation put you or your loved ones at risk. If the vaccine was good enough for Her Majesty, then it is good enough for us. When it gets to be my turn, I will take the vaccine. I will certainly be taking it. I am going to take that vaccine once it comes to my turn. And I want to encourage everybody to do the same. It's an act of love for our neighbours. Our very close neighbours, our friends, our family, but also for the wider community and indeed for the world. Let's work together and beat this virus.
Thank you so much, Pastor. That's a very, very good emphasis on COVID-19 vaccine. Um, please let us um, yield to that um, advice. We are very, very grateful to all who have continued to give to the church their tithes and offering at this time. We are indeed very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. There are several ways you can give to the church. You can see it on your screen at the moment, and you can send your check into the church, or you can also do a bank transfer into the church's account. Whichever way pleases you, please do as you are led by God. Thank you again for giving, and I would like to pray for the givings we have done this week. Let us pray together. Our Lord and our God, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to give back to you. Father Lord, we pray that this money will be used to advance your kingdom here and beyond to the glory of your name. We pray that you will replenish the pluses from which these sums of money have come out from. We just thank you. And that you will provide for those who are in need, for those who would like to give, but they are not able to do so at this time. We thank you for everything, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we take our next song, Build Your Kingdom Here. The next item is prayer of intercession. So let us pray together. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Therefore, Lord, this morning we come to you. are a good, good father. And therefore, Lord, this morning, we want to pray for all our church members who have been bereaved in recent times. Lord, we pray You will comfort them. You will strengthen them. Everlasting Father, we also pray for our members and those in the world at large who have gone to the hospital awaiting test results. Father, we pray for your strength. We pray that you will uphold them. Every form of fear, O oh Lord, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Lord Almighty, we also pray for all those who have been affected by coronavirus. Those who are coming out of it. Those who are still in the hospital. Those who are struggling with physical and mental illness. We ask for your touch of healing. Upon their lives, O oh Lord. Almighty God, we remember all those who are sick, those that their names have been listed on, their, on our weekly updates, and those that their names are not there, but they need your touch at this time. 
Your word says you sent forth your word and you healed them from all their diseases and afflictions. Lord, on this mountain, we send you forth your word of healing to touch them, to deliver them from the, all their afflictions. Almighty God, we also want to remember our partners, Winter Gardens, that you will continue to uphold the church, the leaders, and that they will be able to minister your word out to the people in their community with strength. We remember what you are doing at Parkside at this time, O oh Lord. Thank you for the leaders. Thank you for the workers there. And thank you for all the kinds there. Thank you for surrounding Parkside with your angels. Thank you for what you are doing, O oh Lord. We pray for wisdom for the trustees, for the home manager, for the CEO of the place, Pastor Hien, and all the workers. We pray for strength. We pray for knowledge. You will continue to guide them. And we pray for good health for all those living in there. Almighty God, we remember our missionaries, Andy and Rihanna, Lynch, Didi and Teddy, Church 1, 2, 3, and all the, all of the missionaries home and abroad. Father, we ask that you will uphold them. You will protect them. You will continue to guide them as they continue to do your work, O oh Lord. We ask for your strength from above. Father, Lord, we also remember United Kingdom because we've asked us to pray for Jerusalem. We pray for the Prime Minister, the Cabinet, the Opposition, the Lord, this ones that you have chosen for us at this time, you will continue to guide them, help them to take the right decisions and not to pursue their own selfish ambitions, Lord. Even as the prime minister and the cabinet continue to ruminate as to when to open up things, Father, we need you to guide them, O oh Lord. Help them to take the right decision. And Lord, again, we want to pray for those who are fearful as a result of what they've read on the social media regarding the COVID-19 vaccine, that you will open up their heart to receive the good news that this is a help from you, O oh Lord. We pray for our church here. We pray for Pastor Hien, Pastor Vicky, Pastor John, the leaders Thank you for the spirit of unity. Thank you for the spirit of love. Thank you for the way you have led this team up to this time. And thank you for what you are going to do through this team, even for the future years. We pray for all church members that we will continue to be one with you. We'll live together in unity. We'll be able to 
minister peace, love, even to our community. We thank you for what you continue to do in our midst. And also I want to remember Pastor John as she comes to deliver your word that you will speak through her. You will use her mightily that the word that shall come out of her mouth this morning shall be a blessing to your people. Thank you everlasting Father for in Jesus name we have prayed. Amen. I shall now read from the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3. Starting from verse 3 through to 6. Proverbs chapter 3. Starting from verse 3 to 6. I read. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your art and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths so as we prepare to listen to the word of God we take our next song Good morning, everybody, and thank you, Judy, for leading us. Before I come to God's Word, can I just say a huge thank you uh, to the church and the family for your support over the past few months since the operation and losing mum. It's been a really hard time, and we're so grateful to you as a fellowship that whilst we couldn't be together, yet you've been there very much for us, and we're so grateful. Thank you for every message, every prayer every card, every gift. Thank you. When we finally meet together, it's going to be so good, isn't it? All those things that we took for granted this time last year, singing together, passing the communion along to each other, passing the offering bag, having children running around, all those things that we took for granted. One day, hopefully soon, we can once again be together. I reckon that rather than a church weekend this year, we're going to need a whole church week together just to sit down, to hear each other's lockdown stories and lockdown experiences. I want to share in the celebrations that I've missed with you, the celebrations of the new babies, the weddings that we missed, the new homes and jobs, the anniversaries, the big birthdays, the achievements, but also that opportunity to sit down and to share our sorrows, to share our heartbreaks, the difficulties, the isolations. My goodness, we have so many stories to share together, to catch up on together, don't we? Anyway, today we're looking at this beautiful passage from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 6. Let me read it again. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. These words, many of us know them pretty well, don't we? We find ourselves reading them many different times in our lives. And there's some big themes here. The theme of love and faithfulness, trust, submission. All of these are our actions, things that we need to do. 
what we're commanded to do. And then by doing these things, there's some big promises here too about winning favor, having a good name, making our paths straight. Wouldn't it be nice just to have a clear, straight path sometimes? I remember a good few years back when I was an awful lot lighter on my feet. I'd been out running with Anne and been working quite hard because I wanted to achieve a 10-kilometer run in under an hour. That was my goal. And so I'd been working hard, and Anne, bless her, would pace me, even though I'm sure I felt like a snail compared to her pace. But I felt good on the day. We turned up. The scenery was beautiful. It was in Kent, in a forest. The weather was perfect. It was lovely. Paul decided to join us on the day as well, having trained not at all. And because he had an injury, he thought it'd be good to have a gentle jog with us. And so he jogged alongside us with what appeared to be zero effort. I, on the other hand, was pushing hard. And as I reached the nine kilometers, I felt good, and I knew I could do it. It was going to be tight. I certainly wasn't having a big margin, but it was possible. And so I powered into that night, last nine kilometer, the last 10, feeling really good, knowing I could achieve this. And then as I went around a corner, everything changed. The gentle curving, gentle undulating path turned into something very different. It became straight lines with almost 180 degree turns as the path steeply climbed up a virtual cliff face. Who puts a cliff at the end of a 10-kilometer run? Whoever it was who wrote that race, they're not much of a friend to me. That final kilometer saw me forced into a hike at best. I certainly wasn't running anymore. And on each straight, I hoped that as we turned that next corner, that it would be turning into something that was flatter and more able to run on again. But it wasn't. Every single turn led to another steep path ahead of me. Those turns in the path, the unexpected, definitely unwanted by me, completely ruined my plans. It upset my rhythm altogether. Isn't life rather like that? We're going along quite nicely. There's ups and downs on our path, but we cope. They're okay. Life is challenging. It has plenty of bumps. But then bang, out of nowhere, there's suddenly a complete turn of events, and we find ourselves forced into a situation that we would rather never experience. We find ourselves on a veritable cliff edge. Life has completely lost its normal rhythm and pattern. Everything becomes a strain. We're faced with fear or maybe anger. We're faced with loss or pain, illness. And it takes all our courage just to get through each day. Our path is anything but straight. For us all, in some ways, that's been the case over this past year, hasn't it? Who would have predicted it? Who would ever have thought that we could have to close schools and not be able to go with our loved ones to hospital. If you'd told us that a year and a half ago, we wouldn't have believed it, would we? It sounds more like a scary film, which I definitely am not somebody who'd want to watch. It doesn't sound like reality, and yet each of us have had to walk this path, and each of us will have had very different experiences as we've walked it. For some, it might have actually been a really good year, a year to slow down and spend more time with our close family. But for most, it's been quite strain. For many, it's meant a massive increase in your workload and often working without the camaraderie of your fellow teammates. For those on the front line, I can't bear to think how this year has been for you and what you've witnessed. For parents, who are homeschooling. Well, we've all turned grey through the great joys of homeschooling. And for many parents, many people, it's meant isolation, anxiety, fear. Many of us have lost loved ones to COVID. And for others, we've been separated from those who we love. As I said earlier, it takes hours to really sit down and hear each other's stories of this time, but I hope we do get to hear them. I think it's so important that we do, because our lives have taken some very different paths over this past year. So what are we to do? 
What does all this life lead us to? I think it was last week that Vicky asked us how our walk with God is. How are we doing? Marks out of 10 for your faith right now, what would you give it? Have the paths and the turns in those paths over the past year drawn you closer to God? Or have you wandered away? Are you lukewarm? Yeah, it's at times like this, isn't it, that surely we need our faith more than ever. With God, we have a foundation. In God, we have someone who never changes. In God, we have the most powerful, always present, totally in control person on our side. We do not need to fear. So let's have a look at this passage properly. Verse 3 says this, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Love and faithfulness. Don't let love and faithfulness ever leave you, it says. Love. Well, today is all about love, isn't it? February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. For some of you, it will be a happy Valentine's Day. You'll be very loved up and well done to that person who's making you feel like that. For others, Valentine's Day is a really difficult day. And maybe this year particularly so. It's a hard day for so many. But the Bible is full about God's love for us, and that is a love that never changes, and is the same for every single one of us. And as God pours his love into our lives, he also asks us to love each other. So the greatest commandment, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible is full of it, full of God's love. God who himself is love. We're to love God with all that we are, with our heart, with our mind, with our soul. Love God first. Do we? Do we really love God like that? Is it something that we've been doing today? Is it something we did yesterday and over last week? Sometimes, whilst I know that I love God, it's important to stop and consider how much of an impact this makes on our lives, isn't it, and on my life. Those we love the most are often those who get the worst of us, that we most take for granted. Do we do that with God? We love him so much, and yet we so often can so easily take him for granted. Would anyone looking into your life over the past week have seen that you love God? In what ways would they have seen that? What have you done this week to show God's love? But as the words of Jesus commanded us to love God, so they also commanded us to love others as we love ourselves. And this passage in Proverbs is completely generic. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Love God, love others, love yourself, love life, and always be faithful. There's a cairn of stones in the tiny village of Bedgelat in Snowdonia, if you were to visit today. And the story goes that it was placed there by Prince Llewellyn the Great in the 13th century. So it's a long while ago. Is it true? Don't know. But this is the story you'll hear if you visit the village. The prince had gone out hunting one day. And as he was leaving, he called all his hounds together. But his faithful, most favorite hound didn't come. So he left without him. At the end of the day, as the prince returned, Gellert, his hound, his faithful friend, came running out to meet him. But the hound was covered in blood. A terrible thought crossed the mind of the prince. Had his faithful hound killed his one-year-old son? He rushed into the castle and up into the nursery, and his worst fears were realized. It had been ripped to pieces. The cradle was turned over. There was blood splattered on the walls. Gellert had killed his son. Mad with grief, the prince took his favorite dog and he killed him. As the dog lay dying, Llewellyn heard the child's cry coming from underneath the overturned cradle. It was his son unharmed, 
Beside the child was an enormous wolf, dead, killed by the brave and faithful Gellert. Llewellyn was struck with remorse, and carrying the dog outside the castle, he buried him where everybody could see him, see the grave of this brave and faithful animal who had saved his son from a wolf. If you ever visit Beggeller, you'll see the cairn of rocks today. Faithfulness and love. They're powerful. They're emotive words. They're powerful and emotive motions, emotions, they're words which describe our God, our God who will never leave us, our God who never forsakes us, our God who knows us fully, completely, and yet he remains loving towards us and always faithful, even to the point of being willing to die for us, that we might be forgiven, that we might know him, that we might live with him forever. Our God, who is forever faithful, whose love commands us in this passage to follow his example, to never let love and faithfulness leave us, to bind them around your neck like a tablet, write them on your heart. I love that phrase. Not a tablet like a medicine that's going to dissolve in your mouth. Not a tablet like your Kindle or iPad where with the press of a button you can erase everything. But a tablet on which things are engraved on where they can't be rubbed off, where it's permanently tattooed on. Love and faithfulness, wear them permanently, every day, in every situation. Whatever turn in the road may come, don't ever let go of love and faithfulness. How? How are we supposed to do that? Our lives so quickly just turn away from these kind of messages, don't they, and the words in Scripture the way we do it is by allowing God's Spirit to fill us continually and constantly for our ever-growing relationship with our Lord, by keeping in step with him, by spending time with him daily, moment by moment, by allowing God into every area of our lives. This is how we bind love and faithfulness to us, by walking in step along every path with our God Love and faithfulness are part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. They are the things that God puts inside us the more we get to know him. They're the fruit that grow within. Living in step with our God. Allowing him to fill us with his spirit. Leading us through the undulations of life's paths or along the cliff face. And what's the promise? That then we will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and people. You know, I'm, I'm less worried about what people think about me. What I'm truly concerned about is how God sees me and how he knows me. I know that in Christ I am dearly loved. I know that I am a sinner and I constantly get things wrong. I know that I'm accepted and saved by grace. I know that I can't earn God's favor, yet I want to thank him by seeking in every area of my life, in every way that I possibly can to live for him, to bring him honor, to bring him praise by the way that I live. In the news, there's a constant outcry, isn't there, when a member of a company or a member of the parliament or other, some other body who's important do something wrong and they bring their company into disrepute. And it's the same with us as Christians. People will judge us and our faith and therefore our God by how we live. But what do we do? By the way we act. Is she kind? Is he caring? Will they join in with the gossip? Will she be honest? Does he act fairly? Will they take revenge? It's human nature. But some people shine, don't they? Some people just draw you in because of they, the way that they live and who they are. Their whole being oozes love. They're kind. They're compassionate. They do go the extra mile. They don't hold a grudge. They don't say bad or negative things about people or situations. Instead, they're filled with love and faithfulness. And people do favor them. 
They do have a good name. So those verses again, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. The following two verses say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord. How do we do that with all our heart? I wonder how you would feel that you're doing this morning in that area. Proverbs, as we know, was written by King Solomon, the son of David, who asked God not for wealth and riches, but asked God for wisdom. God was so pleased with his request that he granted him wisdom, but he also granted him the other things, the wealth and the riches and the fame. If we look over Solomon's life, we see that he had such great wisdom But he also faced huge temptation and he stumbled his way through life. He knew what he should do. He knew and shared how we should live. Yet life often won him over. His path was far from straight and he kept getting off the right path and forgot to follow God. He forgot to be faithful to his creator. In some ways, I feel that his humanity is what makes these words so much more powerful for us today. Here was a man whom God had chosen, whom God had given a great gift to, and yet who still struggled with every turn of his life path to keep in step with his Lord. His words of wisdom are here for us today as much as they were for Solomon himself and as much as they were for Janet Warden, who is the person who shared these verses with us today as her chosen verses. Janet told me that these verses were on a record that she bought from Spring Harvest. If you don't know what a record is, ask Alexa or Google. It's before uploads, it's before downloads, it's before streaming, it's before CDs, it's even before tapes. It's a long while ago. But on this record that she bought was uh, an artist called Dave Pope, and through listening to the words of these verses that he'd put into song, she committed her life to Christ. But it didn't stop there for Janet. These verses have been verses that she's held on to throughout her entire Christian walk. And no time more important than the time when her and Neil were longing to have children but weren't able to. People around her were moving on with their lives, but God wasn't answering her prayers. Why was her path not straight? She was trusting in God. What was she doing wrong? Why would she have to go through this real hardship and difficult time? Others in our fellowship will be able to relate and truly understand the pain that was involved for Neil and Janet at that time. For others in our fellowship listening, perhaps this morning, you're struggling with your own equally painful but very different paths. Sometimes we just don't understand, do we? We don't know why our lives are turning the way that they are and why we're not getting the answers that we wish. To our understanding, it just makes no sense. Get through it all. We need to remember the words of the song we sang earlier, our Father is a good, good Father. Remember those times when God has been so good to you when he answered so many different prayers in your lives and even unspoken prayers, he went ahead and he blessed us. Remember our God who's always been with us and because he himself was a man on earth, he knows the pain, he knows the trials, he can identify with us. There are some parts of our lives that we will never understand why or how God has allowed these things to happen to us. That somehow, through our most difficult times, we have to keep trusting in God. At times, we're in such a storm that all we can do is hang on. We're unable to pray for ourselves. We need the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ to hold us up. We need God himself to carry us, to know that he will bring us safely through in his arms. We don't know why. 
We don't know how long. There may not be an end to our suffering here on earth, this side of heaven. But what we do know is that we can trust in God with all our heart. Our own understanding is not enough. We have to lean on the knowledge that God is good and that he can do all things and that he knows all things and that he is ultimately in full control. And so it's that part of the verse, isn't it? In all your ways, submit to him. We need to submit to him. At some of the hardest points in life, we simply have to submit them to him to keep placing everything and everyone, including ourselves, into his hands, knowing that we're on a journey, that we don't walk it alone, that our Father, our Shepherd, is by our side. He is with us, and he will lead us to green pastures. These few verses, these four verses, are active. They're not passive. They're something that we have to take action on. We have to take the action to love, to be faithful, to bind these things to us, to write them on our hearts, to trust God and to submit to him. Life is a journey. Sometimes we wish we could go back. If only I hadn't done that. If only I hadn't said that. If only I'd given my loved one a hug. But we can't go back. We have to go forwards along our path. We have to face that path whether that is full of sunshine and blue skies and beautiful grasslands and calm seas, or whether it's full of a bend. We don't know what's around that bend. Or whether we're finding ourselves this morning on a rocky precipice. We're not alone. Wherever our paths take us over this coming week, let's hold tightly onto these beautiful verses Let me read them one last time. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. We're going to sing another worship song about submitting, about trusting, and about obeying. It will always remind me of the beautiful Barbara Palmer who made this her verses, trust and obey for there's no other way. Let's sing this, and as we do so, let's put our cares and ourselves back into God's hands where we are at our safest and most blessed. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them round your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor with God and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. May God bless you this week. We're going to finish with listening to the UK blessing that was definitely the song for 2020. And before you rush off to get on with your roast dinner, before you turn the potatoes up high, just allow God to bless you. And once you feel that blessing poured out on you, I ask that you'd make it a prayer for your brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening to this service today, who perhaps you used to sit next to in the service. Pray that blessing over them. Pray that blessing over people that are on your heart today. Let's make this a prayer of blessing over each and every one as we head into this week. God bless you.
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you second guessing we know that we are protected may the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message grace and favors in your nature in your essence may favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may favor be upon you and a thousand generations Thank you. All around. 